Chapter 9. Your critic is your best advocate. I want you to think of the most critical person in your life. Who is it? Get a picture of them in your mind. Actually see them criticizing you. See their face, their body posture. What are they saying? How are they saying it? What's the volume of their voice? What specific words do they use? Are they overt about it, shaking their finger at you? Are they passive-aggressive, subtle? like the death of a thousand cuts. Get a clear picture of this in your mind. Have you ever really told this person off or fantasized about telling them off? Wouldn't it be great if the most critical person in your life would just go away? Unfortunately, even if they did, you'd simply invite someone else to come back and take their place. In fact, not only did you invite that critical person into your life, you put out banners and flags and billboards and flyers and advertised it, begging them to come into your life. Really? Yeah, really. How can this be true? It's true because it is the human condition. We draw into our lives people who tell us the things about ourselves that we believe but don't want to hear. The critical people announce verbally the deepest, darkest fears we have about ourselves, those parts of us that we spend the majority of our time hiding, repressing, and denying. They are the most critical people because it is not them we battle against, it's ourselves. This is where so many people fail themselves in their business. It's a failure that has nothing to do with P&L statements, customer retention, a focused marketing plan, building a killer website, or a spot-on social media strategy. It's an internal failure. And no matter what set pieces they change or alter in their business lives, they're simply rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. They're not addressing the giant hole in the boat. Earlier in my life, I worked as a group leader at a summer camp for troubled kids. One of the most frequent questions the kids asked was, what do we do about bullies? What do we say to bullies to get them to stop bullying us? And my answer that always surprised the kids was, what don't you like about yourself? This surprised them because they were looking for some magical thing to say, some sort of Harry Potter incantation that would stop bullies in their tracks. Bullies have become something of a natural obsession. We refer to them like they're a species. See here the North American bully in its natural habitat. Notice the markings. We say that instead of what they really are. They're sad kids. Like all sad people, kids who bully are trying to make themselves feel better. Victimizing someone else is a temporary distraction and an easy way for a kid who feels powerless to feel powerful. Just like their victims, they're in pain. As a kid who has bullied myself and bullied others, I know this to be true because I suffered from terribly low self-esteem. My bullies were experts at identifying and exploiting kids just like me who silently hated themselves. It's often said that bullies are cowards, but the undeniable truth is, so are we, in the way that we bully ourselves. 
It's easy for us to think discouraging thoughts about ourselves. Those thoughts drive us down. They demotivate us. They keep us small. Imagine inviting someone to come live in your home who 24-7 said to you all the things you say to yourself. How long before you'd kick them out again? The problem is, you can't kick you out. So why do we do it? Why do we harass, harangue, and humiliate ourselves? Why do we persist in deconstructing and devaluing our goodness to the point of complete discouragement? Simple. We do it to prevent ourselves from taking risks. We do it to keep ourselves from doing the things that could possibly allow us to show up as a failure and a fraud in a public forum. Better for the frightened actor to sit home alone saying, I'll never make anything out of my career, than to go out on a hundred auditions and fail over and over and over again. I ask you to think of the most critical person in your life. The truth is, that person lives in the mirror. We are cruel to ourselves beyond measure. And unlike the critical people who come and go, we're with ourselves all the time. Why do we believe these things about ourselves? The answer to that is unimportant. Knowing why is a waste of time because it doesn't change anything. Knowing why your tire is flat doesn't put the spare on. It simply answers an intellectual question and takes you nowhere. The question isn't, how do we prevent bullies? Or what do we say to the harsh people in our lives to stop them from being harsh with us? In fact, there isn't a question in that at all. There's only an answer. The answer is in finding greater love, appreciation, and goodness within ourselves. It's not an easy task. It should be, but it isn't. Having these bad thoughts running on an endless loop for years and years has dug deep grooves into our consciousness. We can't simply detach a Bluetooth connection and end our playlist. So, how do we change our thinking? Slowly. The journey of a thousand miles, one step at a time. Wait for the next time someone is harsh with you and listen to them. Really listen to them. Don't defend, justify, or deny what they say. Just listen. Don't accept it as the truth because it isn't, but do listen. Understand that you have brought this person into your life to supply you with a keen insight into your own lack of self-acceptance. Decide that everything they say is an opportunity for you to love and appreciate yourself around the parts that sting the most because that's the criticism you hurl upon yourself. So when you hear the stinging words, you're lazy, you're failed, you're not qualified, understand that it's your judgment about yourself that you're using as a demotivating force, preventing you from taking greater action in your life. We all have great dreams of doing great things, but we're easily discouraged by the monumental task of what it would take to achieve that greatness. And so rather than begin and potentially fail, we find people to call us out on our flaws. We use them to fill us with the shame and discouragement required for inaction. The trick then is to recognize that their harshness is the nail that you put behind your own tire to keep your car right where it is. So think again of that person, that most critical person in your life. Think of the look on their face, the tenor and tone of their voice, their body language, the words they say, and the volume at which they say it. 
and consider the opportunity they're offering you. The mirror to your own lack of self-acceptance and kindness. You want your business to grow? Know that it starts as an inside job. Like the bumpy ride of a flat tire, become clear with the messages you tell yourself. Begin a campaign of greater kindness and appreciation. Change the tire. Get back on the road.